up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Tuesday, December 22nd. Did you get bitten by that game last night? What the heck, Steelers? I mean, at least Deontay Johnson got his, but what the heck, Steelers? Benny Snell, I guess, too. Eric Ebron, woof. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter today saying that uh, they went up against Eric Ebron with like the slimmest of leads and ended up squeaking out a victory. You never know in fantasy football, man. Week 15, every year, I tell you, every stinking year throws us a big old curveball. And we definitely got one last night. But there are a lot of moving parts, so let's attack the waiver wire. I'll get to waivers in just a minute here. But, of course, I have to tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Maybe if your season's over, if your season's over, you're not listening to a Weaver Wire podcast. But either way, you do need to go check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course football. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50 with a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com. You'd be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Go check it out. It's well worth it. So before I dive into the waiver recommendations, and like the last couple weeks, I'm just going to give you the rankings. You can get them over at ftnfantasy.com as well. But I want to just talk briefly about some strategy. So if you are in the finals, you're listening to this pod, or you have a third-place game, maybe you know I'm in a league where you third place gets money. Your sole objective now is to play the man, not the ball. Like, that game doesn't start when the NFL games begin on Saturday. It starts right freaking now. So take a long look at your opponent's lineup. Try to get into their head and try to figure out what they're going to do on the waiver wire. Now, obviously, you need to address your team as well, especially if you lost some of these guys I'll get into in a minute. But you also need to put the blocker up. A player on your bench this week is a whole lot better than a player in your opponent's starting lineup, right? If they were, that's nothing worse than that. Your opponent picks up somebody off of waivers and beats you because that dude goes off, right? So put up the blocker. If you are in a redraft league with no keepers, if there's a player who is not going to play this week, you can drop him. There's no good in keeping Clyde Edwards Alaire. There's no good in keeping Raheem Mostert. There's no good in, in keeping Cam Akers. Those guys are not playing this week. If you have Michael Thomas for some reason, get rid of him. Anybody who is not going to play this week is taking up the spot on your bench, and that spot on your bench could be used to take somebody off of waivers from your opponent. Now, again, you may not know the direction that they're going, but take a long look at their lineup. If they're sitting there and they have Patrick Mahomes, well, your first waiver claim shouldn't be Jalen Hurts, and I'll talk about him in a minute. 
They don't need, unless you absolutely needed a quarterback, but they don't need a quarterback, so you should attack running back first or your highest bid. You know, wide receiver's pretty thin this week, so it's probably running back that people are going after. Usually that's the most popular in week 16 anyway. So take a long look at their roster, you know, and try and exploit their their uh, tendencies. That's what it's all about right there. Put up the blocker. Play the man, not the ball. All right, so let's dive into it. And I just uh, I gave away who is at the top, of course. His name is Jalen Hurts. He was the number one fantasy quarterback last week, just like we drew it up, right? Well, he was. And I would go 50 to 100%. Like, anything you have left, I would spend on him if you need a quarterback. Like, if you are sitting right now... Here's who I would feel comfortable with and not necessarily feel like I have to go after Jalen Hurts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Josh Allen. (laughs) That's it. That's the list. (laughs) It's pretty short, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, that's about it right there. So... Just keep that one in mind. You probably need to go after him if he's out there. Now, I realize he's probably picked up, but he is out there in over 50% of leagues, so fairly widely available. That's why he makes the list. At number two this week, I do have Tony Pollard. Now, I went over it on the podcast yesterday, but it bears repeating. He is the prime reason why I do not like handcuffing in August. He was drafted in basically every league. He's out there in three-quarters of leagues now. So, in other words, a buttload of people, technical term, Drafted him and dropped him. You know, and you're going to drop players. But the writing was on the wall for us dropping handcuffs. (laughs) It just happens every year. That's a checkers move. Drafting a handcuff and expecting to hold that handcuff all the way through to December is a checkers move. The chess move was to not draft the handcuff and realize that your opponents are probably going to drop that handcuff and pick them up in November. That's chess, not checkers. I'd go 50 to 100% if he's out there. I don't know if he's going to start, but I'm going to spend anyway. I'd go 50 to 100% on George Kittle. I don't know if George Kittle's going to play. I actually don't know who's going to be throwing him the ball as of right now. Looks like C.J. Beathard, because Nick Mullins won't be on the field. All right, let's 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 you know, let's say 50%. I'm not going to spend it all on George Kittle. But the 49ers are banged up here, and even if it's Beathard under center, George Kittle can still feast. Uh, 40 to 50% on... Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards-Lair is not going to be back until the playoffs. And so that means Bell's going to be the lead back. It's not it's not a bad matchup. I mean, Atlanta does pretty well against the run, but Leonard Fournette did score twice last week. I'll go uh, 25% on Jeff Wilson. I initially was at 20%, but that was before the news of Raheem Mostert going to injured reserve. So actually, you'll probably go like 25 to 50%. I would prefer Bell. But Wilson would be the next man up on my list. And it is pretty simple, the reason why. I mean, he's going to get fed the rock. But the other injury situation is Los Angeles with the Rams. And I do think it's Daryl Henderson. But I have Daryl Henderson at 25%. I have Malcolm Brown at at 20%. It's going to be a committee. I think Henderson leads the committee. He's the better add of the two. But I think they both should be added potentially here. I wouldn't add both, by the way. I would I would pick one or the other. And really, if if you have the option, it's Henderson. But you may not have that option. If he's somehow owned. I'd be really surprised. But then again, 
<laughs> I've learned not to necessarily be completely surprised by fantasy football. Savon Ahmed at 20%. He, um, well, he was good last week. He's not. He's just not a lock to play if Gaskin gets back. So that's kind of where I am with that. Manny Sanders, 20% on Emmanuel Sanders because Michael Thomas is on injured reserve. So Sanders is essentially the interim number one. I think he gives you a high floor wide receiver three value, but not a high ceiling wide receiver three value, right? So you could probably start him and keep pace with your opponent, but I don't think he's going to win you your championship. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 20%. We don't know if Ronald Jones is going to be back this week. And it's not about the COVID list thing. It's about the finger, really, that we don't know. But Fournette would be the lead back. And that obviously was pretty good last week. He was 12th among running backs at PPR scoring. Uh, I do have Brown behind Fournette. Even though I've already talked about Brown, this is where I rank him behind him. Uh, Rashard Hollywood Higgins at 15%. He solidified himself as the number two option in that offense. 16 catches over the last three weeks. Jalen Rager at 12%. It's all about Hurts, baby. It's all about Hurts. Now, Deshaun Jackson could be back this week, but I'm not really overly concerned there. It's just you get a lot of upside with Rager, and he's coming off an eight-target outing. I mean, this is just a new look for the Eagles, and the look is pretty good. Baker Mayfield, 10%. Hey, man, he's trending up for next year. Baker on fire here. Number four fantasy quarterback over the last three weeks. Good there for Baker Mayfield. Austin Hooper, twelve or 10%, that is, on Austin Hooper. If you need a tight end, I think he's really the best streamer option. Kittle is far from a guarantee. Hooper was pretty good last week, faces the Jets this week. All around, not a bad matchup. Sony Michelle, 10%. He's not one of the top running back ads, but some of those guys may be gone, or you may not have enough money to get some of those guys. Like This comes down to that at, at, at this point of the season. So Again, another player I'd rather have on my bench than in my opponent's starting lineup. John Smokey Brown at 10%. Should be back on the field. Last time we saw him, week 9, week 10, 18 combined targets over that span. He's uh, somebody who you know definitely Josh Allen does look to. Lynn Bowden at 8%. Now, I do think Parker's going to be back on the field for the Dolphins this week. But Bowden, 13 catches over the last two weeks. I would not be looking to use him at running back. Um, guys who mainly play wide receiver but are running back eligible, typically not as valuable as the other way around. Guys who mainly play running back but are wide receiver uh, eligible. That's where the value is. But still, uh, you know, there's enough meat on the bone there to potentially be a deep league wide receiver three option or, again, a guy you just tuck away on your bench. Tyron Johnson, same thing here. Maybe tuck away on your bench but could be a wide receiver three. It really depends on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams' status this week. He has nine catches over the last two weeks, two touchdowns over that span. I mean, unlikely late-season hero, but could be. Same thing with Chad Hansen, 8%. Chad Hansen has 14 catches over the last three weeks, 20th among wideouts of PPR scoring. <laughs> he's playing the Will Fuller role. He's not Will Fuller, but he's playing a darn Will Fuller role in this offense. Uh, Ito Smith, 8%. Todd Gurley, toast. I think we've talked about that before. Todd Gurley toast, so no appeal to him. He's droppable, by the way. Ito Smith is the number one. He's not really playable, but I don't want to give my opponent any options this week. Darnell Mooney, 5% for him. Yeah, he's scored in each of his last two games. There's that. 
Chase Edmonds, 5%. I mentioned this yesterday, but outsnapped and outtouched Kenyon Drake uh, in week 15. I don't know if there's a lot there, but there's enough there. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, 5%. Mitchell Trubisky, 5% too. They're sort of back-to-back for me. Trubisky is an interesting streamer option against the Jags. Mariota is an interesting player in general after last week. I can't believe I'm saying this. Mitchell Trubisky's the safer option of the two. Oh, man. Uh, week 16 fantasy football. He is the safer option of the two. Mariota does have a pretty high ceiling, though, thanks to his ability as a runner. So he's intriguing. I think if I had to go one, it'd be Trubisky. 5% on each of those guys. Uh, Jordan Aikens, 5%. Good matchup against the Bengals. Had five catches last week. Divine Azigbo, 5%. James Robinson, I do not have an update as of this recording. You might have an update by the time you hear this, and maybe we up this or we down it. Like, hey, if, if Robinson's going to play, there's no value to Azigbo. If Robinson is at risk of missing the game, then 5% is spot on. If Robinson is absolutely missing the game, it's 25 to 50%, just to clear all that up. So in case you have more news by the time you're listening to this. Uh, Daryl Williams, only a deep league ad, 3% on him. He's going to be involved, but Lev Bell will be the uh, the lead back there in that backfield. And that's it. I, I normally will give you some really deep names. The only reason I'm not doing that this week is because there's no value in, in churning your bench now. Like, this is it. We've reached the end, man. This is the freaking finish line. So no churning your bench. All your bench now is is a a blocker for your opponent. Play them starting today. Don't just play your lineup. That's checkers. Play your opponent's lineup as well. That's chess. Now, I realize you might need some streamers. The hold list, the cut list, that'll be back in 2021. But we do have some streamer options. This is not the best streamer week, unfortunately. But... Couple options. Uh, the Chicago Bears, uh, they are facing the Jaguars, and I want to go up against Gardner Minshew. They actually are allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game over the last three weeks. Chicago has a decent enough defense to take advantage of this. They're, they're, I mean, there's areas where they've disappointed this season, but this could be a fun one for them. I think the football team's interesting, although I, I will address the, the elephant in the room with Dwayne Haskins. So Haskins... You probably saw the reports. There was some social media images floating around at a strip club in a pandemic, and Haskins was in those images without a mask. So that's actually a violation of uh, the rules surrounding COVID protocol. So that's a problem. Uh, he won't be, it doesn't sound like he's going to be released. He actually released a statement, a Twitter apology. And literally within uh, only a few minutes, like this happened when I was on my SiriusXM radio show today, my producer said, oh yeah, Haskins put a, a tweet up apologizing. I went to his Twitter and his Twitter was locked. So some crazy stuff going on there. I don't know what ultimately unfolds, but I, do, I don't think he's going to be under center. I don't know if it's going to be Alex Smith. If it's Alex Smith, then the football team is a, is a viable streamer. If it's Taylor Heineke... I just don't know if I can stream a defense with Taylor Heineke under center for that team. And and really, it just comes down to, I don't know how much they're going to be on the field. Like, if they're on the field a ton, even if you're one of the best defenses in the league, you're going to get worn down. So that's the problem. But I do like them if it's Alex Smith against the 
uh, Carolina Panthers. Revenge game, Ron Rivera. Uh, the Houston Texans also in play. The, I, I, hey, well, Ryan Finley didn't throw a lot last night, but that was not the Cincinnati Bengals that we knew post-Joe Burrow. Uh, re- regardless, I want to go after Ryan Finley with the Houston Texans. They're allowed, they've allowed 10 sacks. Ta- sacks have been the biggest problem for that team all season. Doesn't matter who's under center. Five takeaways over the last three weeks. So there you go. Some streamers for you here for week 16. Tomorrow we'll be back with waivers. On Thursday, I'm going to do a special. It'll be an every matchup show, so it'll be a little bit longer than usual. So I'll do wide receiver, cornerback, and regular matchups for you on the podcast on Thursday, no pod on Friday, all right? In the meantime, please keep reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. It's really easy to do. If you have an iPhone, open up the Apple Podcasts app. Go to My Podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. You're listening to it right now. Scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and you're done. If not, if you don't have an iPhone, you can always review it on the web. I really appreciate it. Take 30 seconds of your time. Do that for me, and I got you, all right? FTNFantasy.com for the waiver wire rankings and a lot of other good stuff as well. Also, we have a special deal right now at FTN Bets. If you buy the season of FTN Bets for NBA, you get the rest of the season for NFL for free. So that's pretty cool right there if you wanted to get in on that. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rad Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Otherwise, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.